Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. Uh, I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we're back. Uh, with uh, played another game. Yeah, we played another game. A less... Uh, frustrating game? Frustrating, yeah. A less... It's the opposite dire... of a frustrating game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, things have been going. I've had a very busy week uh, because my sister and her friend have been in town. Um, her friend is a florist and was doing a wedding in the area, and so they just came out to visit. So we've been doing all of the like fun tourist things that you do in Seattle. Like we went to the Chihuly Glass Museum. Oh, nice. And they went up in the Space Needle, and they saw one of the like famous Seattle burlesque shows. Uh, and we went and pet some wallabies at the Wallaby Ranch. Because that's a thing you do in Seattle, apparently. That's, huh, I didn't, I did not even know there was a Wallaby Ranch. Most people who live here don't know that. Okay. It's, uh, it's like outside of Redmond in Fall City. There's like a tiny place that raises wallabies as like pets and therapy animals. That's cool. And, uh, it's great. They'll, like, there's, like, a, an informative lecture on kangaroos and wallabies, and then you go out and you get to pet the wallabies. <laughs> it's great. That's really cool. I guess it never occurred to me that wallabies could be, uh, like, service animals, but, I mean, they're basically just dogs that walk on their hind legs. Like, they're not that big. And they're pretty the, docile, the, so... The rancher hastened to point out that uh, therapy animals are not the same as service animals because service animals are like legally okay, protected yeah, and true. therapy animals are not. And therapy animals are. Uh, I I would like to bring my goldfish with me, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's cool. How did you yeah. like the Chihuly Museum? That is a great museum. It's super good, right? <laughs> it's so nice. The garden is gorgeous. Um, I, I'd seen a little bit of Chihuly b- before in Prague of all places, oh, nice, um, at yeah. like a museum there that was doing a glass exhibit. Um, but this is like really cool. Whoever was setting up this exhibit, like really put a lot of thought into how things are displayed and set up. Yeah. I thought um, it was a really nice, uh, yeah, it was just a really nice museum. So yeah, there's like an indoor area that's just like a, like really well put together exhibit. And then there's an outdoor area that's just like, a a gardens growing with like around these like beautiful glass sculptures. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Uh, did you, did you and your sister go, uh, like walk up and down Pike place and, and they did, <laughs> they did that without me. That's <laughs> they fair. Saw, like the Pike place market and things and like that. The Starbucks. Yeah, they walked past the Starbucks, the original Starbucks. Yeah. Um, what else did we do? We went down to the Snoqualmie Falls, oh, nice. which is like the falls from Twin Peaks. Yep. And uh, and we hiked the trail down there, which seems short. Like you read the the thing online, and it's like it's point seven miles each way for like one point four round trip. And I'm like, oh, that's nothing. Like that's really easy, but it is very steep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I bet. I remember, like, right after I had moved out there, they were actually, um, they had started filming for the the return, the third season of Twin Peaks, and they were over there, like, there was just an open casting call for people to be extras, and I almost went. I almost <laughs> went. I didn't, I didn't go. I didn't go. That would have been, uh, something, though. Oh, well. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool place over there. 
Apologies, by the way, if you can hear my husband sneezing in the background. He's got a head cold. Uh, get him out of here. <laughs> uh, all right, and Kelso, you have some cool news, I have I think. some cool news, yes. Yesterday, uh, the boyfriend and I, we went to the animal shelter. We saw a cat online that we both liked, just a little, a little gray boy with a missing eye. Uh, and we were like, okay, well, we're just going to go to look, because... I, I, mostly just because I didn't think they would just give us a cat that same day. Like, you know, there's paperwork you gotta fill out and probably like some kind of screening process. But nope. They, he, he's, he's older. He's like an eight year old cat. And mm. he's, uh, so, so he was, they need to get him out the door well, as quickly it, as possible. Because it's because he's already neutered. So if they're already like spayed or neutered, then oh, you can yeah. just have him. So we, we got a cat now. We got another cat and he's been with us for like, 24 hours at this point. My boyfriend's looking at me like he wants to say something. No, I'm just, I want to say he's a good cat. He's a good cat, yeah. He's a good boy. He looked like a good cat he's... with his, like, cute little, like, missing eye. Yeah, they told us he does have an eye in there. It's just, like, it didn't develop fully. <laughs> They're like, we're pretty sure he can't see out of it. Like, I, yeah, I, I bet he can't. <laughs> so, I mean, it looks pretty, like, scarred uh, We wanted to get him an eye patch. Oh. oh my god, kitty eye patch. That would be amazing. I don't think he would like that. He's he's very laid back though, so it maybe maybe he could wear an eye patch. I don't oh, know. Have you named him yet? We So this is uh this is gonna sound real uh geeky and dweeby and tryhard. We're calling him Slade. Uh not I was gonna I was gonna suggest Nick Fury, so uh. I like my sister oh, he suggested. Could have been Nick Furry. Oh, he Nick, could have been Furry. Nick Furry. My sister suggested uh, One-Eyed Willie. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we're we're calling him Slade. Not not even naming him after the Teen Titans character Slade. Uh, it's for a much dumber reason uh, that I don't <laughs> I don't think it really even bears going into. But Slade is our our little edgy tryhard boy now. So, Aww. yeah. Well, congrats on the new kitty. Yeah, thanks. We like him. It's but. always good to adopt older cats or cats who have issues because they are less likely to get adopted and yeah. they need good homes. That's what, that's what we were thinking too. So, and I and mean, you don't have to have a kitten. Yeah, we, yeah, we <laughs> weren't we weren't gonna get a kitten just because like we both work during the day and it would be kind of shitty to just like, okay, you live here now and time to be alone <laughs> for ten hours a day. So, yeah. So. Kittens are a pain in the ass. They, yeah. The last time, I mean, the last time I had a kitten was when I was 11 years old, so I'm sure I didn't have to deal with uh, all of the bullshit. But I do remember at one point, uh, one of the kittens, I, it was either Cliffo or uh, the other cat, Cyclone, who lives with my mother, um, like, just shit inside of a duffel bag in the basement. And it was just, like, like <laughs> diarrhea watery shit oh. <laughs> and it was so much too like i don't know how how such a tiny creature uh had so much uh to get rid of but oh boy it was bad so yeah 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 not having to house train a cat is definitely a bonus yeah so that that's good and and this like slade has definitely like he seems like he was well cared for like he's front declawed so we know that someone owned him before and like his coat's in really good condition he's a little bit of a chunker he's uh <laughs> he's a small cat but he's got a little bit of a belly so 
Uh, we, I don't know. I keep thinking that we should have asked why he was surrendered, but we just didn't. So, oh, yeah, cookie pouch. I saw someone on Twitter was talking about how they call their cat's belly the the hangy downy part of the belly, the cookie pouch. So, no, we've, we've started calling it that. So, yeah, that's my that's been the last twenty four hours basically. Cat, new cat, new cat. Well, new welcome, cat. welcome, Slade. I don't. I I somehow doubt he can possibly be as vocal as Fliffa was. So we may never have vocal evidence of him on the podcast. Yeah, he but... he talks a little bit, but not. It's pretty sparing. So might hear him out there at some point. But yeah, that's that's what's up. Yay! Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. <sighs> Carl, any fun things from the past couple weeks? Uh, not really. Just life. Just plugging away. Yep. We had a we had a fun scary incident last night where uh, one of our our guests had their cell phone charger plug in plugged in and I think it was going so like it was sparking or something um, so it threw a breaker in our house <laughs> so oh. we discovered that around three a.m. that was weird. Oh boy, yeah that's that's always a pain in the ass. Breaker electrical issue electrical issues just in general. Yeah. So no, is that I, is that like a byproduct of the big storm? Like there's I have no idea. There's still electricity um, hiding in your walls. Something. <laughs> I may have also have been the charger itself because she plugged it in again in the living room and it like charred a socket out there. Okay. So Yeah. Or it could be ghosts. It could be ghosts. Could be ghosts. Ghost is also a reasonable explanation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh all right, we should talk. Find about reasonable. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people watch the like that BuzzFeed Ghosts show. And BuzzFeed enjoy that. has a ghost show. Uh, yeah, I think it's BuzzFeed, the one that's like un- BuzzFeed Unsolved or whatever, oh. where it's like the two guys who like go around to places and like get scared of being in ghosty houses. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't I, know much I guess, about it. I guess that's most of them. Most of those shows are just guys. Did he call it Ghostbusters? No, it's just called... I think it's just called BuzzFeed Unsolved or something like that. Hmm. Um, or maybe I'm conflating two different BuzzFeed series that actually are different things. Um, but I know one of the guys is named Shane because someone on my Tumblr keeps posting about him. So, Wait, is that just the guy from Ghost Adventures? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, BuzzFeed... BuzzFeed Ghost Show. Yes, BuzzFeed Unsolved. Okay. Go- Ghost Adventures is, is a different guy. His name is Zach, and he's a, a big asshole douchebag. Uh, so, so. This is, yeah, this is Ryan and Shane, and um, it says, BuzzFeed Unsolved follows Ryan Bergara and co-host Shane Madej, who discuss unsolved crimes, haunted places, alleged demonic possessions, and historical occurrences. I just googled ghost adventures and looked at pictures. I need to know what this is. It's it's just one of those shows where, like, a guy, a real ugly, douchebaggy man with terrible tattoos who, like, walks around wearing his Ed Hardy t-shirts, goes to uh, haunted places, and they film with night vision cameras, and he just insults the ghosts 
and in, in hopes that they will get good EVP out of it. And that's, that's like, you think I'm joking about he, he insults the ghosts, but he just does. He just runs around th- this old building and just like, Hey ghost, you're a little bitch. You die of an overdose, stupid idiot bitch ghost. And uh, sometimes they get recordings that, when you edit them in a specific way, sound a little bit like a human voice if you're really listening hard for it. And that's evidence of ghosts. Every picture is like four people just standing in different places, looking into the camera, doing like 90s boy band poses. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Zach is the one with the bad hair. Do you see one with bad hair? Yeah. Yes, that's him. <laughs> with the bad hair and the muscles. So. That's that's how you never want to be described by anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the one with the bad hair and the muscles. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's that. It's 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 actually kind of entertaining to watch if you're just. Oh no. Like if you're if you're drinking a little bit and you have a, a like-minded friend who just. Hates, in the bad hates. reality TV sort of way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I I'm tempted after some of the most recent uh, like stuff that people have been posting on my Tumblr. I'm like half tempted to watch an episode or two of BuzzFeed Unsolved and see what it's like. Um, oh, I do have some other cool stuff. Uh, one other cool thing I learned from my sister. Speaking of like classic internet stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so do you guys watch um, the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen at all? With, like, the gourmet makes and I, stuff like that? I mostly just watch... Well, I, I sort of have on and off for a while. Like, I watched a lot of It's Alive, like, back in the early days before he got a full film crew and started going all over the world. But... Yeah. And, like, I don't so I know I know who back some of those guys are. Before it was cool? Not before it was cool, just before it was... When it was just, like, Brad dicking around in the kitchen. <laughs> Which I think was like the most charming stuff, really. Um, yeah. So the uh, apparently my sister might end up being in a in the background of a shot in one of the gourmet makes episodes because she was doing some because she's a food stylist and photographer. Okay. And so she may uh, she was like doing some work at the VA test kitchen and like got to go into their offices and like it's, see everything. Gourmet makes is the one where. Claire, despite being a pastry chef, can't temper chocolate. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. It's the one where Claire tries to recreate classic <laughs> junk food like stuff, like Twinkies and Skittles and things like that. And uh, and okay. yeah, tries to make gourmet versions of them in the kitchen. Yeah, I've watched a few but, episodes yeah. of that, and I uh, yeah, it's 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 good sometimes. And sometimes she's a pastry chef who can't temper chocolate, which is like. Blows my mind a little she's bit. Gotten, she's gotten better at <laughs> okay, it. Okay, that's she's good. Much better at it. Um, she does, she tempers it now with the sous vide, which is pretty f- foolproof. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. So apparently my sister was doing a bunch of work there like all day, and they were filming on the other side of the kitchen. They were filming an episode of Gourmet Makes, so she may or may not be in the background of some of the shots. Well, that's cool. Which would be awesome. So I'm gonna keep an eye out for her, and if I see the episode, I'll let you know which one it is. Yeah, nice. I know. I feel like those those episodes come out like on a huge delay because they. Yeah. I don't know. So. Might be watching for a while, but yeah, if you see that, let, let me know. That that'd be cool. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the game that we played? We should talk about the game. 
Yeah. Carl, what game did we play? We played A Short Hike by Adam Grew. I still don't know. <laughs> How to pronounce oh. his name. I think it's yeah. I think I think his last name is like actually hyphenated. I think it's like Robinson U. I could be wrong. Hang on, now I'm gonna look. Might be. I, I'm just checking. It's a uh, yeah, his stuff at different places. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, a short hike though. That's the game. It's good. It's a good game. It is a good game. It is the opposite of the game we played previously, which left us all like very sort of frustrated and annoyed because this is just like the most relaxing, chill, peaceful game. It's like, listen, is the is the mechanic too hard? That's okay. Just hang out and talk to people, and we'll make it easier for you. Like, just explore a little bit. Just listen to this chill music. We'll give you some more power-ups that makes it easier. It's cool. What, you can just do that? Like, they'll well, just give you power? Or are you talking no, about you get like, power-ups from, like, exploring around? Yeah, you get yeah, power-ups yeah. from, like, dicking around and doing side quests and, and exploring and... Um, like, some of them are pretty easy to find. Like, some of them are just really not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some of them you get if you just get distracted and go off and talk to people for a while. I did a, a lot, a whole lot of that. A whole lot of... Yeah. Actually, I think I, I think I did the, um, the, the patented Sean Bouchard technique, uh, I remember the first the first time try it, like I try started... a thing once and if it doesn't work abandon it completely. Oh no, not that one. The one where it's like <laughs> this is clearly the path that I need to go, so I'm going to go the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. That one. I tried to do that at the beginning, and it turns out the opposite direction is also the correct direction because there's no right answers. Yeah. Just do what you feel. Yeah, basically, as long as you're going up, you're going in the right direction. So. Yeah. So we should probably explain what the game is before we get too too deep into the pieces. Yeah, you know. Um. So it's a game where you're a little bird climbing a mountain, and uh, that's it, basically. You have, uh, you've arrived with your aunt at the base of this mountain where you go camping a bunch, and you need cell phone reception uh, because you're waiting on an important call, and there's no cell reception except at the very top of the mountain. <laughs> so you have to climb the mountain, and to do Sounds that... very unlikely. Yeah, that's not how that works, but... I'll, I'll take it, you know? It's it's, it's a good enough reason to get you up there. Cell, so. cell reception works in mysterious ways. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, you you head up the, uh, up the mountain, and the climb is, like, very steep and hard in some places, so you need to the ability to, like, jump multiple times and or have a lot of stamina for climbing, which you do by collecting golden feathers. Um, and I think... The, the final thing says, like, you need a minimum of, like, six or seven feathers to reach the top. But there's, I think, around 20 feathers in the game. I ended up with, I think, 16, and I did not find all of them. Mm. Uh, so it's, like, if you if it's too hard, well, you get an achievement at 10, and there's another achievement for collecting all of them. And as I say, I got mm. 16 and did not get all of them. So I thought I got 10, but I don't think I got the achievement, so I might have had, like, eight or nine. I played through it game like twice but i never got like more than 10 but i got different feathers okay so there you go i think a a lot of them you get for like side quests and things and i definitely didn't do all the side quests um so yeah so if it's too hard you can just dick around and talk to people and do like little tasks for them like one one like girl wants you to collect shells on the beach for her and someone like needs a little like sand shovel to make sand castles with 
uh, and one of like person invented a new sport called beach stick ball. Beach stick ball. And, yes. and you can play beach stick ball to get a feather. Um, and you just have to get ten hits in a row, which is not that hard. Um, and yeah, so it's just you know you just hang out and do stuff with people, and you can get golden feathers, or there's like a few other rewards, uh, <clears throat> some of which are cosmetic and some of which actually do things. Like at one point you t- can talk to someone and get a fishing rod, and then you can fish in various spots around the mountain and collect fish and trade them to a guy. Um, you can get running shoes is, that let you, you sprint. Can, yeah. Um, there's a there's a shovel that lets you like dig up treasures and a pickaxe that lets you like pickaxe through um, uh, like certain short. There was one towards the bottom that like was blocked off and remained blocked off for my entire playthrough. So I'm not sure how to unblock it off. I know there's uh, one that I couldn't go through initially that leads to the shortcut leads you almost all the way to the top. So that might have been interesting. it. It's, it, I, I just went into the cave and it said like, this this path is blocked off, and then it spit me out the front. Yeah, so, I, can, I don't remember exactly what it said when I tried to go in, but it might have been it might have been that I, one. It may be that I have to like find a corresponding thing towards the top and also unblock that. I'm oh, guessing. that could be it. Yeah, because yeah, I I, could, I, I went through it from the top to the bottom after I'd already unblocked yeah. it from the bottom. So yeah. Yeah, and some things you can do are, like, get little hats that you can wear, um, and I don't know. There's, yeah, there's a lot of, like, little things and activities that are just, like, fun ways to spend a little time and kind of, I don't know. It's just, it's so relaxing being on the mountain. There's, like, three or four different music tracks at different heights on the mountain, and all of them are just real pleasant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Real easy to listen to. Yes. They remind me a lot of the Animal Crossing soundtrack. Yeah, they really, really do. I was getting big Animal Crossing vibes, which is uh, not a bad thing at all. Yeah, it's a great thing because they're all animal folks. <laughs> um, and I did ask the question last time, um, like, why doesn't she just fly if she's a bird? And you do fly, and the golden feathers, number of golden feathers you have. Uh, determines the number of flaps you can do to gain altitude. Um, you can also, like, at any point you can just glide uh, and glide downwards, but in order to gain altitude you need your golden feathers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so nice, so peaceful. Um, Still doesn't completely answer why you, should, you can't just fly. Oh, you're a big bird. It's probably a lot oh. of effort to to carry yourself that high and it's it's very high altitudes even some birds can't go up mountains because like the atmosphere is thin yeah and they do they do do a thing once you get uh up to the top it's so cold that every time you use one of your golden feathers it ices over and you have to thaw it out by like standing next to a fire or taking a dip in the hot springs and so that was like i don't know just like oh here's here's a mechanic for you yeah the the mechanic is uh, like the, the golden feathers and like stamina mechanic is like just a real great balance of like not so simple that it just feels like trivial and unfun um, but like simple enough that you like pretty much never feel stressed about the thing you're trying to do yeah yeah they hit a really good balance between like a gaminess of the game mm-hmm. and sort of just like it's not just a walking sim 
mm-hmm. but yeah. you still have enough game elements to. Yeah, it's like a walking sim with a lot of side quests, more or less. <laughs> um, it's someone described it. I heard it described recently as uh, a Metroidvania with no combat. Huh. Which I, I don't completely agree with, because I would assume, when I hear that, I would assume that there are, like, multiple different, like, objects or mechanics that you have to unlock to progress, when really there's just, like, this one central mechanic. But I still kind of like that description, uh, because I do think it captures the sort of feeling of exploration and kind of, like, getting enough things to progress to the next area. Yeah, I wrote down Metroidvania style-ish, but I'm, I don't think I agree with that either. Yeah. I mainly think of, like, the water bucket. Oh, yeah. Seems like a very Metroidvania thing. Oh, yeah. yeah there's a, one of the little mini mechanics is there's a, you get a bucket of water and you can pour water on these little saplings to make them into, like, bouncy flowers, um, which bounce you up real high without using any stamina, but also in order to get the water to the places it needs to be, you cannot use any golden feathers to get there because you can't flap or climb while carrying a, a bucket full of water. So you kind of have to strategically plan out where your water is coming from and how you're getting places um, Yeah, to do that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the central narrative of the story, aside from just like the, when you actually get to the top of the mountain, spoilers for the top of the mountain, um, is that you're apparently you're like mom is sick and is undergoing some kind of surgery. Uh, and you like, just need to check how the surgery went. You're like trying to contact her cause you're worried. And it, it's a very sort of like sweet ending. It's, it's like feels meaningful without like f- trying to be too deep that it feels like cheesy or bad yeah at least from my point of view yeah does it feel meaningful I, mean, uh, I, I will agree it's very sweet it's sweet yeah but like maybe meaningful is uh, the wrong word I, but like it, it doesn't feel I, I would I say it's, it's it's more meaningful than like I just I gotta like text a meme to my friend and that's why I need some yeah. reception, you know? Yeah. Which is what yeah. I was expecting. I was expecting to be like, I'm sick of being out here in nature and I just, I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta mainline that that fix of memes directly into my arteries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel cheap. I guess it doesn't feel cheap. Yeah. Is where I was I... going with that. Because, like, you get pretty much all of it at the end. You get well. You get a little bit where at the very beginning, when she's discussing yeah. with her aunt, where she's like, "Oh, you know, it, there's, I'm getting a call about the thing today," and my thought had been like, maybe it's like a job interview, and she's getting to see like whether she got the job or something like that. Mm. Um, but no, it ends up being a very sweet thing about your mom, and it kind of ties back into like, you know, this is a place that they came as a family a lot. And, you know, that there are a lot of fond memories associated with the mountain because there's like as soon as you uh, finish the call, there's like a big rumbling and the hot springs at the top of the mountain activates uh, an updraft. So you can like uh, use that to get really high up and and glide down the entire mountain. 
and your mom on the phone says like, oh, is that the famous Hawks Peak updraft? Like, you should catch that before it, you know, like fizzles out again. So it's, you know, it's a place that uh, clearly like she cared about as well. Or cares Actually, about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my mind. I think it's meaningful. Um, <laughs> yes, we convinced like <laughs> you, you get all the stuff at the beginning at, and at the end. Mm-hmm. But like, the game is so short that you don't really need more. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, it, it could be reading too much into it, but it it has a it has a certain realistic feeling of the way you can you you deal with things sometimes when something is like heavy or stressing you out, and to deal with it, you just try and take your mind off it, right? You just try and do something else that makes you feel like calm or relaxed or something that you enjoy doing just so that you like don't have to think about it as much Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the process of this game like you are made aware at the very beginning that something important is there and like if you you know like getting to the top of the mountain you'll like get some presumably some resolution about it but you also like you know you don't have to and you in fact you like don't want to you want to spend some time just kind of chilling out and relaxing and like enjoying being outdoors on this mountain play beach Uh, stick ball (laughs) play beach stick ball make some new friends right um and i I think that's like you know it's not saying anything like incredibly profound but it is saying something incredibly relatable um, which I feel like I like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I I enjoyed the story. I thought it was like small enough and sweet enough that I didn't feel antagonized by it in any way. That's yeah. Not not antagonistic. That's a good good description. In general, like there are very few things in this game that got in my way in any way. There, if there if I had to like think hard to come up with some things I didn't like about the game. It's like occasionally uh, when you're on the border between certain areas, the camera movement is a little awkward because the camera tries to swoop around to see you from a new angle. And if you like hadn't meant to enter that new camera zone and you like go back and forth, you get like some weird camera swoops. (laughs) Um, And the like inventory is all in a single long line just like not super convenient to equip things that you want when you get a bunch of things. Yeah. But, yeah. But like those are those are pretty tiny complaints. Mm-hmm. Uh, like overall it's just like a really good game. Yeah. Definitely I feel like this worth. is this is a game I want to like play when I'm stressed out. Yeah. It, yeah it's that's definitely. what I love about the game. It's it's like more of a game for the player. Rather than the like in-game characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really meant to be for you to to chill. Yeah. Oh, so nice. <clears throat> Could definitely do with with more games like this. Yeah. Um. I guess, so, uh, this is sort of a, a non-sequitur. I'm not quite sure what about this made me think of it. Maybe, like, relatable games. Um, I want to take just a, a quick aside to plug a different game uh, while we're here, uh, which is Adventures with Anxiety. Um, 
It's uh, a, an explorable by Nikki Case. It's like half an hour long. Oh, I guess I was thinking of like games that help the p- the player <laughs> specifically. Um, it is a game about uh, a person with anxiety where you play the anxiety um, and you're trying to protect your human. Huh. And it's like a, a very uh, like short 30-minute little explorable game. Um, there's a set of links afterwards to mental health resources that include also like a post-mortem of the game and about the process of designing it. And uh, I don't know. It's really good. It sort of changed the way that I think about anxiety. Hmm. And so, like, if, if you are someone who, like, even if you're someone, like, I don't really suffer from a lot of anxiety, but if you are someone who does, or if, like, that's an interesting topic to you, I recommend checking that out. Uh, okay. And, and sidebar. Sidebar. Yeah. That's fine. I think this is, this is a good episode for sidebars. Because yep. we, we lo- if this is one of those games where it's like, we all like this game quite a bit, and it's a good game, and there's just not a whole lot to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can talk about like some of the characters you run into and some of the side quests you can do. Yeah. Um, I got I got kind of into the fishing mini game towards the end um, because there's a so there's a lot of fishing you can do, and there's like a sailor at the bottom who will trade you stuff for your the fish you catch. He will give you money for the first time you catch each new species, and then after that he will trade you bait to catch more fish. Um, and it's, it's kind of fun. After the first few fish that you trade him, he gives you a journal that's got like a, a inventory of all the fish in the game and sort of hints about where you can find them. Oh, that's cool. I, I honestly, I forgot that I was supposed to turn my <laughs> fish in. Like I talked to him and the, the, I, the time between talking to him and getting the fishing pole and learning how to fish was too wide. Pretty, yeah. pretty great. Like not just within the game, but I, like, took a few days of break and was just mm. like, oh, I can fish now, cool, and I just was like, yeah, fishing, I like fishing in games, and just forgot that there was a man waiting for fish. Yeah, I, to be honest, I would not have remembered either, except that um, between one of the sessions, I happened to uh, look at what the achievements were on Steam, and there's achievement for, like, trade one of each kind of fish. So I'm like, oh, there must be somebody in the game that I trade fish to. And then I happen to randomly talk to the guy again <laughs> later. And he's like, I'll take those fish. I'm like, oh, you're the guy that I trade the fish to. Nice. Let's see. Um, but there are, yeah, so there's some there's some cool stuff with, like, uh, slight hints about, you know, like, oh, this is found in, like, running water. Or, like, this is found in water with lily pads and, you know, like, little little things. And you have to kind of have explored the mountain enough to know where locations like that are mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then um yeah so then when you when you start like fishing them up you can fish up like a regular version of the fish or sometimes a rare version of the fish so there's like albino versions of certain fish uh there's for the rainbow trout there is a variation called actually rainbow trout that's just <laughs> rainbow colored which is pretty adorable um, yeah, so I ended up getting that achievement, the, like, turn in one of each type of fish achievement. Nice. Which, I don't know, I it was, like, I don't know if I want to say it was worth my time, but that's not really what this game is about, <laughs> right? This is about taking the time to do stuff that maybe isn't worth your time, but you want to do it because it feels nice and it's relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely one that I'm just going to keep installed and 
There's a bunch of stuff that I'm sure I haven't done. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's stuff that I know I haven't done, so... yeah. And it's quite satisfying to just, like, get up to the mountain once again. Yeah. There's uh, one of the other side quest things is um, some parkour races, where there's a character who, like, wants to race you places. And one of the races is, like, basically from the bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain. Oh. Um, which is pretty intense. I, I did not try that one. I did two of the other. I'm not sure how many there are. Um, but I did two two races with her. But that was a little... Even that was, like, a little too high stress for me. I'm like, eh, I don't want that kind of pressure in a game that's relaxing me this much. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm assuming you probably get a golden feather if you, like, beat her in all of the races. There is an achievement for, like, winning all of the parkour races. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing you win, by the way, for the uh, fishing minigame is not a golden feather it's um a golden fishing rod which attracts more rare fish so you can get you have a chance of getting some of the like sillier like the actually rainbow trout <laughs> nice. um i don't know did either of you do the do any of the parkour races i did i did the parkour races i didn't do all of them i think i did like one or two I think there's only three, right? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe I, I should did three, try. I think. Maybe I should try the one that goes all the way to the top then, because maybe if I can win that one, then I'll get that achievement. If it's just one more race, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's okay. <laughs> um, I also ended up towards the end with somebody's wristwatch, and I remember vaguely there being someone who had lost a wristwatch at some point, but I don't remember who they are oh, or where. Yeah. I, I remember talking to that guy and I never found the watch and I don't remember where he is so I can't help you with that one. <laughs> well, the 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 watch you get from um, there's a guy towards the top who's selling golden feathers for like twice the price they are in the he like basically bought out all the stock from the tourist center and is then selling them for twice as much but it's because he's trying to pay for college um, so okay. if you buy out all his golden feathers. And then you give him an extra 400 coins. Uh, he gives you the watch he found that he was going to pawn. <laughs> um, well. And so I have the watch, but now I can't remember who the heck I got, <laughs> who the heck it was who lost their watch. Yeah. So. That is a problem. The, the, the island that you're on is surprisingly big. Yeah. Uh, like, it doesn't take too long to get from any one point to any other point. But there's there's enough stuff in there that it's like, oh, oh crap! Like I found this thing. Where do I take it now? <laughs> like yeah. I forgot. Yeah, this as I, as we were saying earlier, like basically first thing I did was like I had an idea of which way I was supposed to go, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna go the other way. And so I started going the other way around the island. But you can go in all the way around the island in a circle. So you end up I like I. And there's there's cool, interesting things just littered all over the place. So there really isn't one single correct way to go. There's just a bunch of things <laughs> scattered around. <laughs> Which was kind of like... I was very worried at first. Because I'm like, oh no, there is a correct and an incorrect way. And like this incorrect way is taking so long. It's going to take me forever to like search out all these paths in my usual search tree. Mm-hmm. But then uh, then I kind of got a better sense of the game and mellowed out a little bit more. Yeah. 
Ah, what did, are some other? You stuff? guys, did you guys find the compass useful at all? I didn't get it until after I'd already gotten to the top. Uh, I didn't use it. I, I tried got it to use it once, and I was like, okay, that doesn't help me much. I did use it for the fishing stuff because there was like one clue that was like, these fish are found in a in that bay on the south side of the island. I'm like, oh, I need to know which way is south. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, I, I didn't do the fishing. Yeah, so that, it was useful for basically that. And, like, one or two other places where it's like, this is a creek on, like, the west side of the mountain. So, like, any any quest that gave specific cardinal directions, it was useful for. But it was not useful for, like, general wayfinding in any way. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so you can get a compass from... I think you just talk to someone near one of those, like... Near one of the high-up places, like the lighthouse or something. Um, what were some other fun... Oh, I really liked the um, the sandcastle side oh, quest. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> there's, a, there's a little kid who, like, is trying to build sandcastles, and he only has, like, a full-size shovel, which makes it very hard to, like, dig properly in the sand. I know, that was... Um, there was, like, such good dialogue there, too. They're, you're like... Why are you using such a big shovel? And the kid says, "Well, this is, this is, this is the only kind of shovel there is, right? This is just what you use." <laughs> and you're like, "No, I'm, I'm. There are small, like sand shovels." <laughs> like, what? If you could bring me a shovel like that, you could absolutely have this shovel. Um, yeah. So you, if you give the the kid a like a a tiny shovel, then the kid like starts building sandcastles and if you keep coming back over time the sandcastles get more and more elaborate and it becomes like a sand city and eventually you get a golden feather out of that Mm -hmm. and he eventually like is running for mayor of of the sandcastle city and it's like i got a campaign otherwise i'm never gonna win he loses the election for mayor but then he's running again for like uh the ruler of the like sand province <laughs> after it expands again so yeah like that that one was really sweet and kind of made me laugh yes um there's like a there's a photographer that you can help get to the top of the mountain but you have to have more than 12 feathers to help them because they need to borrow your feathers, and they feel bad about borrowing feathers if it's going to be more than half of your feathers. Uh. Um, so you have to have, like, at least 12 feathers, and then you can lend them half your feathers. And then you can both get up to the top of the mountain, and then when you get to the top, they give you your feathers back. So There's a, a painter that you find in a few different places, and I, I didn't find... I found them, like, two or three times, and I didn't find like, the next place that they went to, so I didn't oh, end up seeing the end of that. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to go back and look for some more. Carl, do you know what happens with the painter? No. <laughs> that poor painter, we just left her all alone. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I'm sure she's okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of people training for a marathon that you can, like, stop them and talk to them. Oh, yeah, um, I think there's at least one. Qu- there's at least two quests involved in that. I think there's one. So there's one where one of the people trading for the race uh, lost her lucky headband, 
So you have to go find yeah. it. But one of the other racers has the headband, and he's like, oh, I thought, like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like, oh, yeah, I wanted this headband because, like, she uses the headband, and she's such so, a great racer. So, yeah, Wait, I remember I remember this. Is that a thing? The, the, no, the, um... Because the other guy... I could be getting it. Me, I could be getting it The wrong. other guy had his own headband. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the okay, second yeah, person, the right. turtle, has their own headband that just looks similar, but it's like, oh man, you know, like, and you're like, oh, sorry, it's just that it looks a lot like this one that I'm looking for from this other racer, and like, she doesn't want to race without it because it's her lucky headband, and the turtle's like, oh, but I was like really looking forward to racing her, like, maybe you can give her mine instead, and like, so she'll still race, because I don't want her to like drop out of the race. Right, that's what it was. Um. And then you go to give it to uh, to her, and she's like, "Oh my god! Like the turtle is excited to race against me! Like I'm that turtle is like the like regional champion! That makes me so happy! Like I don't even need a lucky headband! <laughs> like you can bring it back!" And uh, then you try and bring it back, and the turtle's like, "Eh, that's that's great. Whatever. Like you can keep it." And then you can just get the headband. Yeah. I, which I didn't try on, but I assume is a is a wearable accessory. Yeah, I didn't wear it either. I don't know. The thought of wearing someone else's headband is a little like, Ugh. yeah, especially when they like explicitly mention the sweat stains on yes. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and also I was wearing the like handmade straw hat that I got from that girl on the outer island for helping her pick up trash. I didn't. I don't. I don't think I ever made it over to the outer island. Yeah, there's like a little island that you can get to by following a, a path through the water. And it's, okay. like, covered in, like, garbage. And there's a character there, and she's like, ah, you know, like, people throw parties out on this little island, and they leave all their trash here. And I've, like, already picked up so much of it. And you're like, well, I'll pick up the rest. And if you pick up the rest, she's like, oh, I come out here to, like, make my cra- custom straw hat crafts. And you can have a hat if if you want. And it's like, thank you. So you get a hat. And it's a nice hat. So I wear that hat. Nice. I have a I have a question. Did you guys eat the historical dish? I don't even know what that is. Nope. I have no idea. Um, because it says on a sign that you're supposed to join join them at 5 p.m. And oh, it was 5 p.m. my clock, and I'm not sure if that was relevant. Did you get to? So, yeah, the historical dish is strawberries and toast. Okay, oh, yeah, there's a there's they a were, they were out of they were out of strawberries, so yeah. it's just toast. Yeah, there is an achievement for eating some toast, and I'm like, I have no idea where that even is in the game. So it has to be five o'clock, like on your on your computer clock. I'm not sure, okay. but it was for me. That's probably I would I would assume that that's yeah. Given that neither of us saw that, it probably is like an actually time dependent thing. Hmm. Uh, that's adorable. Yeah. Um, there's two. There were two hidden achievements, and I looked up what they were, um, and I didn't like. I feel like uh, I didn't know how to get any either of them. I don't remember what the other one was though. Uh, a small hike, hidden achievements. Oh no, it's a short hike, not a small hike. What am I saying? Short hike. Um. Yeah. So let's see. Crispy, yeah, there's the crispy achievement, which is eat a piece of uh, toast. There's one, Oh, the other one is called Remember This Day Forever, and it says get the commemorative hat. Um, so I don't know how you get the commemorative hat either. 
<clears throat> but apparently there is a commemorative hat. I wonder what that no looks idea. like. Commemorative yeah. hat. Commemorative hat. I know, like, now I kind of want it. That sounds prestigious. <laughs> um, the other ones are <clears throat> collect ten golden feathers, collect every golden feather, make it to the top, beat each parkour race once, take a nap, which you do, autom- like, which is the ending the game trigger, um, and, and trade every species of fish from the journal. So, like, there aren't that many achievements, uh, but there is a lot to do. Oh, I forgot. I just remembered another one of the side quests. Uh, there's an adorable side quest with a, a guy who is camping illegally because he lost his uh, permit. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. I found him, too. Yeah. He's very adorable because he's so nervous about the fact that he's camping without a permit. when um, he tries to give you bait uh, to look the other way, I think. Yeah, something um, like that. And, yeah, so you can, if you fish, you can fish up a fish that has his camping permit. And then you could give him back his camping permit, and then he's very relieved. Aw. And I think he just gives you more bait. <laughs> <laughs> and all bait does is it, uh, it like, speeds up the fishing minigame. So, like, fish bite faster, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, which is fine. Like I don't, I didn't really need it to do more than that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I didn't do fishing because it was such time-consuming. Yeah, I'm. I did. And I, I got bored. Yeah, I think I did most, if not all, of my fishing after I had already reached the peak. Um, because I'm like I, I, I was I had reached the peak and I had the I had gone down back down to the bottom. And gotten the prompt of like, hey, do you want to take a nap? And I'm like, oh, this is probably going to end the game. So I like was just looking for stuff to dick around doing to like put off ending the game. So that's when I did most of my fishing. Ooh. Oh, yawn. Sorry. That would be a yeah, good time this... to go play more beach stick ball. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I got the the grand prize on beach stick ball, which you have to get like at least twenty hits. Yeah. Um. So after that, I didn't want to like try and beat that score because I'm like, eh, I have a like a high score already. I like I don't, I don't know what I would even get for doing more. Uh, the enjoyment and satisfaction of playing beach stick ball, of yeah. course. One thing I really, one really nice touch at the end of the game is that when you go down, uh, when you hit the bottom again and you talk to your aunt. You basically, she's like, oh, what did you do on your hike? And you basically, like, rattle off a list of the things that you, you accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I became, like, a beach stickball world champion today. That's one of the what's, things I got. She says, what's, what's beach stickball? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so you can, like, it, it, it kind of basically remembers a few of the things that you did, and you can talk about them. And that, I like... It was just a nice touch because yeah. it just makes it feel that much more personal. Yeah. So, this game is full of like nice little touches, mm-hmm. and the dialogue is just like pretty cutely written and. And it really is a short hike. Yeah, I yeah. I played it for three hours, but you can probably beat it in one. <laughs> like you don't need to play it for three. Yeah, I don't know how much time I have. I don't care. I'm not gonna look. 
uh, Steam just Steam just let me know, lets me know. So hmm. Steam tells me I have three hours, and that it was you know it, it's a three hours well spent. Like <clears throat> there aren't that many like movies that I have watched that I've come away from a movie feeling that like just relaxed and chill <laughs> and nice about things. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think this is this is the kind of thing that a movie can't really do as well as a game in terms yeah. of that kind of quiet interaction because, you know, with a movie if there's not any like stakes then you don't feel invested in it. But in this it's just like, oh, I'm just going to wander around and do whatever I want and like I have an objective, but yeah, it is more it is more akin to actually like walking around outside in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Of like the term of relaxation. But in terms of like a way to spend three hours like it's a good way to spend three hours. I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know. That's all. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, this is one that's like it's a good game, go play it. We don't have a whole lot to say. Yeah, and even though, like, we've spoiled some of the, like, little emotional beats and, like, what the side quests are, it's still worth playing. It's still worth playing for just the feeling of being in it and, like, the... just the relaxation it's gonna give you. Yeah, like, seeing the sights and meeting the people, you know. Yeah, if yeah. you need if you need to chill out a little bit, like, get this game it's worth it yeah and it's what it's like five dollars or something like it is not it's, yeah it's not a huge investment it's not a big investment no and it it is worth your five dollars or however many dollars let me see if i can find it a short hike eight dollars okay it's it's still worth eight dollars it's still worth your eight dollars <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely did you get a text no, I, yeah i keep my phone on my desk and I, it's just an email. I don't want to stop telling me about my emails. I'm at my computer. <laughs> I gotta, you gotta get away from your cell phone reception. Go hike a mountain or something. Yeah. I, don't. Hmm. I was thinking about that as I was hype, hiking up the super steep trail at Snoqualmie Falls where I'm like, they said it was just a short hike. This is not a short hike. I was lied to. <laughs> just like in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I need more feathers. I need more feathers uh, to get back up. As we were going, because obviously the so the trail starts at the top of the falls, and you go down, and then you just have to turn around and go back up. And as we were going down it, we were all going, ooh, this is going to be rough This is going to be rough back. going. Yep. Yeah. And then it was a bit rough coming back. But they have a lot of, like, um, benches and stuff along the way where you can, like, sit and relax and take in the, the woods and... You know, it ended up being much like the game. It ended up being just like a nice, cool, relaxing experience out in nature. Yeah. So. Also recommended if you're in the Pacific Northwest, the Snoqualmie Falls Nature Trail. Anyway. Anybody else got any last thoughts about the game? Uh, okay. We didn't talk about the art. So just briefly. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Because it's adorable. It's so basically it's all like three D modeled but rendered in a pixel style, with like just this really nice hazy distance rendering of everything. And there's like clouds at different layers or at different elevations, and the sky color changes. 
Yeah, it's it's cool how they render stuff that's in the distance mm-hmm. because like if you're too far above something, it's like a really like sort of hazy outline that's like you know mired in fog in the distance, and that's that's it's really pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like lots of nice like bright, warm colors, mm-hmm. really good color palette. And even at the end, when you get to like the winter area of the the like snowy peak of the mountain, it's not like scary hostile. Even though like you you it is harder with the the feathers running out and stuff. Um, it's just it's just a different kind of pretty. Yeah, and then and then you get to the very top, and it's like the sky is sort of this like magenta purple blue gradient, and there's like an aurora borealis up there. It's ah, so pretty. So, That's very nice. Yes. Yeah, and the characters in style are kind of Animal Crossing-y in that they're like these little bodies with these big heads. And yeah. These sort of bobble animals mm-hmm. uh, in a very endearing way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's soothing to look at, it's soothing to listen to, it's soothing to play. It's just like a very soothing game. Mm-hmm. Nice chill time. Okay, yeah. that's all I had to say about that. Just wanted to say that the art's good also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright, Carl, any last thoughts? Um, I don't think so. Alright, so that's that's uh, a short hike. A short episode Re- for a short yeah, hike. I, short episode for a short hike. Uh, highly recommended, I think, by all of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alright, so next... We're going to shift tones again and go to something that may end up really taxing us. We'll see. Uh, we are going to be playing Creature in the Well next, uh, which is a game that I gushed about uh, on this podcast last time because I saw it at PAX, and it's out now. And it is a... Uh, they they call it a pinball-inspired hack-and-slash. Um so it's it's got a lot of pinball-y sort of elements, um, but you are like an action character, and you have I don't know some kind of laser sword or something, and you're batting around these energy balls, and you're like a the last android in a like weird dystopian wasteland. I don't know. It the art style is incredibly rad. It looks so cool. It looks really cool. I'm worried. It's kind of a twin stick game, and I'm worried it's going to be really hard. So yeah. we'll see if any of us finish the game. I think Carl probably has the best shot among yes, us. Yes, I agree. Um, this looks like something I really like. Don't yes. fail us, Carl. <laughs> yeah. I will try my best. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, hopefully, uh, like, I only tried it on controller, and I tend to be better at twin stick using mouse and keyboard. Um so we'll see how I do with it, mouse and keyboard. But there is a good, there is a decent chance that Kelso and I will not be skilled enough to finish this game. But yes. I still want to try it because it just looks so cool. Yeah. Um, and it's like I don't know. It's got a real neat kind of vibe and tone to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was playing the demo, it really and it, I'm excited to try yeah, it. Yeah, it really gives me like those sort of hyper light drifter vibes, like in the same like just extremely yeah. stylish looking. Yeah, it's sort of it's thing. extremely stylish. It's got kind of a comic booky sort of aesthetic. Um, in a little, it's it's almost difficult to even describe the aesthetic. It's very much its own thing. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like a 
if the like Borderlands style like blocky color thing were more like a 2D isometric game, but like the there's no outlines in the way that Borderlands has. it's it's a very hard aesthetic to describe, which is cool because that means it like doesn't look like other things. Yeah. Um so yeah. Creature in the Well. Uh it's out very recently. It only has seventy five reviews on Steam, so yeah. like play it, review it. Uh mostly positive. Yes. And uh, as as a PSA, I did I I bought it last time because we said we were going to play it after we played a short hike. It is on uh, the Xbox Game Pass also. If you subscribe to that, you can just get it. Yeah. Which I wish I would have known, but oh, at yeah. the same time... At the same Thanks time... for telling me. I was just about to buy it. Yeah, no, at the same time, <laughs> which, like, I, I, mean, I don't mind having... Thing, but... I don't mind having paid for it because, you know, it, it's just yeah. like a cool, unique thing that I want to... I'm glad to support. But Yeah, it's, uh, it's only 15 bucks yeah. on Steam. Um, it is by Flight School Studio, uh, and they're an indie. So you know, if you if you do get it on Xbox uh, Game Pass, then at least like leave them a review once you've played it, because like reviews are super useful for indie games. Um, if you think you might like it but you're not sure, uh, wishlist it because wishlists are also super important for indie games. I feel like I should PSA this because not enough people know this, and on the off chance anyone listening to this podcast doesn't know this, if you're at all interested in an indie game, wishlist it um, on Steam because wishlists are are a large part of Steam's back-end algorithm that determines, like, how it recommends things to people and what shows up in people's feeds. So if you wishlist it, you make it more likely that other people are going to see it, and that kind of like advertising is invaluable to indies who usually do not have advertising budgets. Um, so if you if you're at all interested in a game, wishlist it, please. Yes, especially if if it's a game that probably doesn't have an advertising budget. Yeah. Get them on the front page of Steam. Yep, exactly. Uh, is Steam at... algorithm is that public information? Um, I don't... Or is think, it, like, speculation and testing? I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I think it's more the latter. I know there's yeah. some stuff about Steam that has been, like, reverse-engineered um, by some people, uh, and I'm not sure how much of this is no, known exactly and how much is speculation, but it does seem that, like, wishlisting and also the rate of wishlists, it does affect, um, does affect the algorithm in some way, so... Help us game the system, please. Yeah, that's a... Oh, man, I'm looking at Flight School, the other games that Flight School has made. They have a really cool-looking VR game that's like a... I don't know if it's a murder mystery, but it's like a mystery on a train, and it looks super cool, and it's called Manifest 99, and... uh, I, I need to steal... I need to steal my boyfriend's... owl lady, though. Yeah, I need to steal my boyfriend's... uh, Vive so I can play it. <laughs> yeah, that does look pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, that was. I'm just getting. I'm. I'm sidetracked now. <laughs> That's fine. Um. Yeah. So, creature in the well. Um. We're gonna play it over the next two weeks. Hopefully, it's not so long that it takes us more than two weeks to play it. I actually don't know how long this game is. I have no idea. Um. Uh, but we're gonna find out. Yeah. So join us for that. Uh, if you would like to, uh, if you're interested in playing this and talking about it with us, 
we welcome guests. So please, like, you know, message us and and then you can come talk to us. Yeah, like, that is about it. That and is by an person, open. I mean, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. That is, you don't <laughs> have to fly simultaneously to Seattle and Sweden and Virginia. Good luck. Uh, if that was how we did it, <laughs> that would be yeah. uh, a feat. Yeah, no, you just have to have Skype and play the game, and then you can talk to us about it, and your opinions will be forever immortalized in this podcast. Yeah. You know, just make sure they're good ones. Yeah. Good opinions, a lot good of opinions pressure, only. A lot of pressure for <laughs> this super famous podcast that everyone listens to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, with all of you our... Might, uh... You might have literal dozens of people listening to your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Look, Maybe on a good day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least we're not shilling loot crates or Audible. Dot. What are uh, loot crate and Audible and what other like? Um, what other? Oh man, there's so many on podcasts. There's like the the toothbrush one, Quip, oh, Quip which yeah. my sister's friend has a Quip because she listens to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> um, oh, Squarespace. Like, Squarespace. Squarespace is another one. Blue Apron, uh, MeUndies. Uh, there's at least one or two mattress companies that I can never remember the name of. That's funny. I, I, I actually I I know a guy who bought me undies because of podcasts, and he's like, "Look, they're the best. That's the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn." <laughs> like, Whoa! Listen, and we're not even sponsored, so yeah. hey, me undies, if you want to sponsor us, we are open to sponsorships. Yeah, we will sell out immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. No qualms. <laughs> I feel okay. like it's been too long since I listened to podcasts properly. Well, I have a I have a bus commute, so I got a lot of time to be listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, although I end up listening to a lot of oh, and Harry's Razors. That's the other one. Um, I I end up listening to a lot of the No Such Thing as a Fish podcast, and that is something, by the way, that I do not mind shilling for. If you don't listen to No Such Thing as a Fish, listen to No Such Thing as a Fish. It's just a great, like, weird facts podcast. I'll have to listen um, to that, yeah, because I like I can I can basically listen to whatever I want at work uh, all all day, pretty much. So I'm like. I'm hitting hitting the bottom of my my podcast reserve. Oh yeah, no, so. listen, no such thing as a fish is every week, so it's like a weekly podcast. So there's a lot of episodes, okay, and it's good. the research team for the British show QI just oh. sharing like the fun research that they've found in the past week. Oh, that sounds great. It's yeah. fantastic. I okay. love it. Yeah, add that to my list for sure. Yeah. So, but the problem with listening to No Such Thing as a Fish is that all of the ads are for British services, and I'm like, this doesn't apply to me at all. What sort uh, of what sort of things? Well, there's like apparently there's jelly Brit- deals. No, no, there's like a grant you can get for becoming a teacher. So they like do a PSA about like from their like Department of Education, basically. Uh, like, hey, did you know that like you can get like a stipend to be a teacher and. <laughs> go to this website for more info sign me up and like hey did you know you can get i don't know like this service uh this like a mattress service anywhere in the uk and like just use this number and i'm like that also does not help me hey did you know you can go on down to greg's and get a sausage roll we don't have any discounts but that's a thing you can do (laughs) yeah um yeah so big fan of no such thing as a fish i'll remember that Uh, they don't sponsor us either but i will i will tip them a, a recommendation for free yeah 
I've learned so many cool, weird things from that podcast. Alright. Uh, yes, so... That aside, Kelso, how can people reach us if they want to come guest on our podcast? Uh, okay, I also have a PSA, but first of oh, all... That- yes. Okay, well, I'll do the PSA, uh, since I'm... Right, currently... And this isn't a sponsorship either, this is just a just-so-you're-aware thing. Uh, currently I'm drinking out of a, uh, a skull-shaped glass, uh, and my boyfriend is at his desk, and he's drinking out of a large skull-shaped, like, glass tankard that I got him today, because I had to run out to the store to grab some stuff today. Uh, y'all, it's Halloween season, and you can go to the store, and they just have their skull, skull Halloween-themed glassware out. <laughs> So if 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 you if like you want skulls, your life to be more goth. if you like skulls, it's you. It's what you've been waiting for. So go out and <laughs> we also bought a. I think it's like a sixty-inch tall skeleton. Um, and he, oh yeah, I saw him on Twitter. And he just sits. He just sits on our chair now. Like he's just a permanent fixture in our living room. Uh, Have you named him? He's just Mr. Bones. I see. Uh, Do you sing Mr. Bones and me at him? Mr. Bones and me? <laughs> no. But, and his his mouth doesn't close. Like, he'll close his mouth and his it'll just kind of slowly open. Like, <laughs> so that's that's the other great thing. Poor old Mr. Bones. I am very excited for, uh, for the fall because uh, I'm going to try and do a, a jack-o'-lantern carving party uh, mostly so I can get a bunch of pumpkin seeds and roast them. Yeah. It's like my sneaky excuse to get everyone's pumpkin innards. <laughs> That's a, mm, that is a good trick. Good trick. Yep. I like that. Uh, pumpkins what was I... suck. Pumpkins, I'm not, like, crazy about pumpkin, but roasted pumpkin seeds with, like, some, some like, soy sauce, yeast, paprika mix, yeah. like, coating them, just baked until they're nice and crispy. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, they don't taste anything. They taste like what you put on them, which is good. They taste like what you put on them, and they're small and crispy. That's what makes them delicious. Yeah. Come on. There Uh, is other small and crispy stuff. I do it with squash seeds a lot, but the problem is is volume. The problem is that, like, one squash is enough to feed two people, but it produces only, like, a handful of squash seeds. So if I want, like, a bulk of seeds, I'm going to have to do a jack-o'-lantern carving party. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my that's yeah. my thought on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Kelso, if people oh, want yeah. to if... follow you to see cool pictures of cats and skeletons. Yes, cats and skeletons. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Kelso Time Bomb, and also uh, you can find the podcast Twitter at Feedback Force. Yeah. It's mostly me, but I pretend to be uh, a plurality. And sometimes. you 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 retweet the, a lot of the stuff that I end up tweeting that's yeah. podcast relevant. So. Yeah. Um. I am on Twitter uh, at Kyla underscore go. Uh, you can just follow me as a general thing to see what I'm up to. Uh, you can also follow at Wintermore TC if you want updates on the game I'm working at, uh, working on, or go to WintermoreTC.com um, and uh, and check us out. And we are working it. very hard. Yes, and wish list us on Steam. <laughs> Yep. I'm Carl. Twitter. Scout3. Done. Nice. Concise oh, yeah. and to the point. I like it. Uh, yeah, so next week, or next week, next episode, two weeks probably, we'll be back with uh, Creature of the Well. 
Come yeah, join unless, us if you want. Unless it turns out to be really long, in which yeah. case it might be more weeks. It might but be. <laughs> hopefully two weeks. Yeah, hopefully two weeks. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.